Bishop and the Council Roundup. All right, Ted, it's time to review last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Uh, about an hour and 40 minutes and plenty to tackle. Uh, so we'll unpack a lot of what happened last night as we do each and every week. If there's a Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole, we cover it. If there's a Springfield City Council, as there was last night, where they passed things on final passage, that's what we review each and every week here on WMAY. I'm Greg Bishop. But let's go right ahead and get on into it. You've got uh, action last night focusing on the Legacy Point Sports Complex. It's been talked about for years now. And just to ensure that we get out the top line news item, which comes out a little bit later on in a presentation from Ryan McCready, they are going to be digging shovels into the ground with a groundbreaking ceremony September 20th. So that's the uh, the news. We'll get to that eventually. But uh, questions about this this process that they got to go through. They already set up, you know, this ongoing uh, agreements and uh, the project labor agreements all in, in place and the ideas of uh, how the the, the, the development is going to be run that's all been set up but there's ongoing questions about you know the the the, the span and the duration of a uh, business tax district in that area uh, and whether or not the longevity of that's there for them to secure financing to complete this project uh, so let's go ahead and jump into that because a lot of uh, conversation, concerning uh, how exactly they're going to uh, you know, get this all put together and in place. Alderman Sean Gregory, uh, he just wants to make sure that people are clear on what exactly ending a current business district and reopening a new business district for a 23-year duration ultimately means. I will say that that the business district and the, and the main concern that, that I have is that if this does not get done, what happens to it? And I, I understand that um, you know, we won't get... get no, no funds will exchange if it does not get done. Um, but if this never does happen and, and this um, business district does go on for 23 years packaged the way it is, how does that affect us um, was more so my concerns. Um, does, does the, um, and from my understanding that much of this business district is, is for infrastructure projects, correct? And, and now there's language in there that um, to do to do other things, so it's almost like a tiff, um, um, so to speak. Um, am, am I correct in that rehab of buildings and things? So the funds can be used for items similar to a tiff. The the funding mechanisms are different, but yes, the funding can be used for infrastructure and development and improving that area that's in the business district. That was Alderman Sean Gregory asking the Corporation Council some questions. He continues. Because this business district is tied to the sports complex, it's built for that, correct? That that's not not correct. Okay. So this business district can exist outside of the uh, the sports complex. Okay. Um, if the sports complex does not happen, the council can revisit this business district, uh, this tax, just like it is with business district one. So we're creating the new one so we can get the twenty three years. Okay. Um, but we're ending business district one, the old business district. The same thing can happen with business district two, um, but. At the same time, if the sports complex does not happen, the business district still exists, so the council could decide what other developments could go in there, or likewise across the street okay. uh, where there is no planned development, what infrastructure and what businesses can be assisted in going into that spot. This council will have that authority. The council has uh, some broad authority in a lot of this, and the corporation council, the lawyer for the city, he continues to delve deeper. The reason deeper. you're being asked to 
terminate the current business district and create a new one is because there's no way to extend the old one. Um, so the 23 years, the reason this is being presented um, and the reason we looked at it was because we needed to figure out a way uh, if, if we were going to abide by what we agreed to in the redevelopment agreement, uh, we needed to create a new business district, figure out a way to have it last 23 years. This is how we do that. And then in looking at it and discussing with our consultants, we thought, well, if we're, re if we're redrawing the business district anyway, it should be expanded to include the land across MacArthur mm -hmm. um, for additional developments that, that we're now currently envisioning for that whole area. Okay. So, so again, uh, Corporation Council laying out detail. He's got even more detail, so everybody's on the same page as to what's going on here. would would have the authority if the sports complex came in and said we can't make it work uh, then then this council would have the authority to uh, pass an ordinance terminating the the business district if they wanted to so uh, only questions from Gregory right now but Alderman Williams he jumps in with some of his questions for the corporation council and others I thought Mr. Strauss when he answered Alderman Redpath indicated that um it, it was paid to the developer for infrastructure. Is that correct? It, the, the bonds are for infrastructure development, so they are, those are uh, developer the budget projects. director. Yes. Okay, so how much money was paid to the developer? Um, principal and interest since <laughs> the first bonds. Um, I could come up with that number probably in a few minutes. Okay. I have to go through the financial statements. So, okay, since. and so what infrastructure was, was improved or... Um, there was roads um, that M the MacArthur Boulevard extension was part of that. Um, sewers, uh, streets. So those are the locations uh, of improvement using this money. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So, again, uh, setting up a new business district would allow for that. Ryan McCready with a local business development group there to push so for this. So this 1% sales tax that's been charged goes back to offset the cost of the public infrastructure. So it's not, when it's paid to the developer, it's paid to the developer because the developer paid the contractor to do it. Another scenario would be if the city said, we're going to build that infrastructure and pay for it somehow, then the city would have built the roads or the traffic lights and other things out there. But for whatever reason, back when it was created, and it was, in my opinion, a good decision, the business district was created because many times uh, developers and the private industry can engineer and program this type of construction together in a way to make it less expensive. So McCready, and that's he, why it was set up for Shields. He, he's there uh, to, to advocate for this change. Final vote last night, but uh, more from Ryan. At that time, we explained that we needed to have the business district reset. Uh, for whatever reason, the previous administration didn't move that ball forward uh, during their time. We had continually reiterated the need to do that. I understand the frustration of how you're having to vote on this now and you feel like it's kind of late in the game. That's a valid frustration. But the developer can't do the business district. It has to come be initiated by a city entity, uh, which is what you're in the process of doing right now. Right. So uh, obviously uh, you can't get financing without this little piece in place. But uh, McCready breaks some news. As of right now, we are we have scheduled a groundbreaking for September 20th. Um, of course, all of you will be invited to that. Uh, that's subject to some things getting approved, right? This business district's important to have that happen. 
Um, but the developers are scheduling that for September 20th. We'll be excited to have that date come forward. Uh, a lot of people are going to be excited to have that date come forward. We'll hear that again and also delve a little bit more into what Ryan McCready has to say about the next steps. It's not just this business district canceling one and then opening up another one. It's uh, you know the bond issuance that has to happen and a whole host of other things. So there's still more votes that need to happen for this, but it looks like we could very well, September 20th, get some shovels in the ground for that uh, legacy Point Shields Sports Complex. All right, it is Springfield's Morning News, the Council Roundup with WMAY. More to come. So McCready, uh, again, uh, highlighting how there's more things that need to happen, uh, even more on that issue here this with the Council Roundup. Extending the business district is not any new money for the development agreement either. So it doesn't change what the city's obligation and contribution is. I forgot to clarify that. So there's no... There's nothing different from the development agreement. This is just a step in the development agreement. That's a requirement. Thank says, you. Uh, again, the current vote is for this business district. There's going to be more. There's more coming up with this overall project. Uh, then there'll be an item come forward very quickly to issue bonds. And I believe, Mayor, that's when you've requested to have that commitment, right, that financing commitment, before you come back to the council and ask for bond issuance. Correct. That's right. And I've also spoke, spoken to the bankers. Yes. And Alderwoman Conley uh, highlighting how this is uh, an important step forward, but she wants to reiterate the news that uh, McGrady. This uh, project is unique in that there's a series of public votes that have to happen. There's also a number of public bodies that have waived their levy on the property tax side of things, too. So we had a number of public steps to go through. Um, The banks want to see that happen before they enter into a commitment because these are public votes and they don't ever want to make assumptions about uh, public bodies and how they will make a decision until the meeting actually happens. So this is pretty typical where we are in a project. So again, uh, more, need to, more needs to be voted on, but Alderwoman Connolly uh, saying that uh, Ryan McCready buried his lead in the big news story. I, I just want to, I, I think you kind of buried your lead. Could you repeat again? Uh, Groundbreaking for Legacy Point Sports <laughs> Complex is scheduled yeah. for September 20th. September 20th. And that's, that's I mean, obviously we have votes to take, but that is yeah. an exciting day that we have been <clears throat> waiting to hear. <laughs> and um, so, again, thank you for the, yeah. the clarification, but, you know, let's. And the update, look at that. Bump that up a little bit in priority because it's pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> yeah, it works. Everyone's excited about that date, and we appreciate all the support the city has put behind this project. So obviously still some more things to come with all of this, but he talks about the overall goal of the business districts and the complex. If you think about the taxing bodies build that infrastructure and pay for it somehow, then the city would have built the roads or the traffic lights and other things out there. But for whatever reason, back when it was created, and it was, in my opinion, a good decision, the business district was created because many times uh, developers and the private industry can engineer and program this type of construction together in a way to make it less expensive. And that's why it was set up for Shields. Alderman Hanauer jumping in and essentially reiterating that, that this is going to be a boon for the entire area. At that time, we explained that we needed to have the business district reset. Uh, for whatever reason, the previous administration didn't move that ball forward. I apologize. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to Alderman Hanauer here uh, talking about this because uh, he he just essentially says that uh, it's the same deal that uh, McCready laid out that this is going to generate even more 
for uh, the the overall area and encourage more growth. So once the ground is broken, you could possibly see even more projects come up. So um, the mayor. So we'll get to all of that here with uh, the council roundup. Springfield's morning news on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's news and talk. It's now 7.30 on WMAY, so we'll get more of the council roundup in a moment. All right, just a few more things to deal with the sports complex and that conversation ongoing with the issue of a new taxing district, a business district for that part of uh, South Springfield where they're going to build the sports complex. Uh, and the headline is uh, the groundbreaking ceremony is set for September 20th. So that's just around the corner. Uh, but obviously, they got to approve a few more things. Last night, they did ultimately approve this new business district. Uh, but uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer, he shared how this is a, a big deal moving forward because it's going to foster even more developments from elsewhere throughout the uh the area to move and set up into the southern parts of uh, springfield there off the macarthur extension you know once we get the get the sports complex rolling out there you're going to see growth around it like crazy and and that's where we're going to benefit even more than than at the sports complex and uh you know, um, Scott Dole hasn't been wrong too much on on the on oh, the man, uh, don't blow his stuff. Stuff. <laughs> and he he says it'll it'll really drive it drive our tourism. So we'll hold we'll hold his feet to the fire on that. So thank you. Not just tourism, but a hotel stays right. And that's one thing that Alderman Williams had some questions about is about the hotel stays where those are going to go. I just want to remind you, Mayor, that when we are working with this complex. And, and like I said, I'm going to vote for it, and I'm hoping that it is successful, but it needs to benefit everybody in the city and not just that corner. Thank you. Alderman Redpath uh, wrapping things up about the hotel situation. And go. Unfortunately, we have to give some of it probably to Chatham or Jacksonville or somebody else because we won't have enough. There's no hotels in Chatham. So we got we're, we're building more hotels, and I think there's one going out up there by on Dirksen, yeah. isn't there? Uh, Alderman? Yeah. So that one's going to be full too. All right. So we'll Thank see. You. Obviously, the hotel motel taxes that could be derived from this importance. Next up, now moving on that settlement against Mayor Jim Langfelder, previous so, mayor, um, the mayor Alderman came. Williams. The former mayor came and asked that uh, we appeal this. So, uh, corporate counsel, are we going to be appealing this? Uh, we are not. This case has already been up on appeal to the Seventh Circuit. And uh, because of uh, the Seventh Circuit has already reversed uh, the decision of the circuit court, sent it back to the circuit court and said uh, and informed us that this case should go to trial, which is what occurred. So we, we made uh, So we are not going to be appealing it. Okay, so it already was appealed, in other words. That, that's right. Okay. So uh, this is a $128,000 settlement, uh, but there's some more detail that the Corporation Council put out there as to what's the being paid for. The case was a 1983 action, which uh, is um, it's a civil rights case. And when uh, it provides for attorney's fees uh, for the prevailing party. Uh, in, in this particular case, the jury war- uh, provided an award of $1. They found that um, discrimination occurred, and they, award, they awarded damages of, of $1. But with that, 
uh, and that's what the jury awards. But with that comes an award of attorney's fees. And so this covers the, uh, this would cover the attorney's fees for the litigation all the way up to this point, which would include the initial appeal that I just discussed with Alderman Williams. Again, $128,000 for those attorney's fees. Next up, $3 million in grants with various pots of money. Here's the uh, police uh, chief. So with this seed program, there are several uh, folks, uh, organizations that are a part of this. Uh, I'm just going to go through them real quick. Sojourn, Solid Rock, uh, Heartland House, Memorial Health, uh, SIU School of Medicine, Helping Hands, Table of Life Ministries, Washington Street Mission. Not all those individuals are receiving uh, funds from this grant. It's just uh, uh, some of them. But everyone is committed uh, when it comes to homelessness. So uh, having said that, I'm going to let Diane. So uh, somebody else there to speak and uh, lay out some of their thoughts on this program that's getting uh, some grant money from the state. Thank you. My name is Diana Kanabi. I'm the president at Memorial Behavioral Health. So she ends up uh, laying out some of the, the particulars. But Alderman Williams, he had some questions ongoing about this grant program to tackle homelessness. Here's the Alderman Williams. The work she's doing, um, is, the, is this the work that where the caseworker or the social workers at the mission or riding with the police? So we've got a couple different programs going on currently. Which one is she doing? So uh, Diana gets up there to address that. What is she doing the uh, co-responder program or working at the facility, or how's that going to work out? Yeah, we do mobile crisis response. Uh, so we're responding to some mental health crises with just our team of mental health uh, counselors, social workers. And then we also have a co-response program so that we have a, a social worker every day, at least six days a week right now that's going out, or this will expand it to six days a week. We are going out with law enforcement officers. Um, and so, so that's that, part so of So you it. are connecting straight to the individual? Yes, correct. Because I'm after impacts. Thank you. Yes. And that program has been in place, and, and I can tell you what a huge success it's been, having subject matter experts in the field that can go directly to these calls and, quite frankly, uh, de-escalate the majority of uh, situations that we find ourselves in. So, again, they're discussing one particular part of a $3 million grant, so different pots of money for different parts of this grant. Alderwoman Conley. But this is, this is a, big, a big step for Springfield and an opportunity for us to really highlight and showcase what a a really caring and effective police department can do when we partner with the appropriate professionals and really push in to, to meet people where they are and address the needs that they are that they have. And so thank you very much for coming tonight and giving a little more background and detail. And then uh, Police Chief Scarlett, he uh, lays out even more about this overall program last night in front of the council before it was ultimately approved. Associated with, again, it was Sojourn, Solid Rock, uh, Heartland House, Memorial Health, SIU School of Medicine, Helping Hands, Table of Life Ministries, and Washington Street Mission. There are actually uh, parts of the leadership team from each one of these organizations here tonight. And that, that should say a lot about their commitment to this program. Um, and, and I know that uh, it will be successful. And I look forward to great things from it. So. And then Alderman Williams, he had... Uh, uh, questions for another group that was dealing with uh, helping those in the foster system. Uh, so for me, I don't see that when, when, when I'm out there with the homeless. So that's why I wanted to ask some questions. And one of the questions was, uh, uh, what's those numbers look like? It is a lot of them, a few of them or or. Yeah, that's a great question. OK, All right, I'm free to answer. Okay. Um, so just looking at the data, just in Sangamon County, we had about 70 youth that are preparing to age out. Um, so that's a huge number of youth, even if it was one, knowing that one child in our community can end up homeless is a problem. Um, so knowing that we have about 70 that are preparing to age out of foster care without um, the life skills, without the training that they need to become self-sufficient, um, our program is meant to help them with that and ensure that 
um, with knowing that about 40% of youth that age out within 18 months will end up homeless. So if we're looking at just in Sangamon County having about seven, that means about almost 28 to 30 youth could end up homeless in our community. And our program is working to ensure that that doesn't happen. Okay. So again, uh, questions about uh, all of the different components here and the different uh, organizations that are going to be involved, Alderman Williams. You know, I, I don't see them out there, but I do get stories about on people's couches and in people's basements. And <clears throat> so like they hang on to different people's, I guess that's a form of homelessness and, and, and that, so that would be one that I haven't seen in the abandoned houses and stuff. These, just like I don't see the women and kids, I'll, you hear me ask them the same type of questions. I'm just trying to make sure that when we're using this grant, that we use it to have impact. We do a lot of things in Springfield for the homeless with the consortium and, and helping and salvation, or, and we spend all this money and I don't see impact. So that's your council roundup from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. A lot of conversation about important things. They did approve that. Alderman Gregory, he's looking to tap into those uh, grant dollars from the state to give to other organizations. So we may hear more about that in the future. But obviously the top line news is groundbreaking ceremony september 20th for the legacy points sports complex and uh something a lot of people have been waiting for for quite some time so there you go that's your council roundup here on wma